What's up, guys? Before we jump into this week's episode, I just wanted to tell you that the 60-day drop a dress size challenge registration is now live. That's right. You have from now until Sunday, August 1st to sign up. So if you would like to drop an entire dress size in 60 days, go ahead. Don't waste any time. Go sign up now. Welcome to the podcast. For anybody listening right now or tuning in on TikTok, we got Jillian Burke in the house. <laughs> we got, she is a superstar client of mine. She's kicking ass, taking names. And she has officially, to this point, from the start of her fat loss journey until now, lost 44.8, that's right, right? 44.8 yep. pounds. And I just know while working with me, I wasn't sure if you took measurements beforehand, but what was the official number of inches? It was like 11? Um, yeah, I think it was 11 inches total in the last three months. That's incredible. And that's all from yeah. the food. Yeah, that, that's just from like just working out and then, you know, continuing the calorie deficit with you, but. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> but total, I don't, I don't know what I was total. I got to look that up, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, but still regardless absolutely insane progress and couldn't yeah. be proud, couldn't be prouder as a coach so this is why Jillian is on the podcast i want to know pretty much what her success was like what caused her success what got her to the point that she's at and how the heck she did it so smoothly how like she made it look easy the whole way even though we know this journey is not so time to listen up and learn a little something from Jillian Okay, so let's start from the beginning. What was your upbringing like? Did you grow up in a household where like fruits and veggies and lean protein were standard, or what? What did it look like when you were younger? So growing up, um, yeah, it was all home cooked meals. Like we never, we might have gotten a pizza on Friday or something, but we never really ate out or anything. Like my mom always had dinner on the table at five. We lived right across from a farmer's market. So we always had fruit, fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, and I was really active as a kid. I was in soccer, horseback riding, dance. Um, I did swimming. So I was really active um, up until um, I would say around 14, I got a knee injury and I had to kind of tone it down. And I did about six months of physical therapy for that. So that kind of slowed me down. And then um, uh, my, my parents had um, a pretty nasty divorce. So that was pretty traumatizing back then. So then after that, um, I actually got a job when I was 16 at McDonald's. So that is where my problems really started. And so I worked there for about seven years until I got pregnant. So between that seven years, I, I was, buying everything for myself. So of course, eating at McDonald's for basically free was like the way I was going to do it. I mean, I moved out when I was 18. So I had rent, I had, you know, a car payment, I had all that. So I pretty much just took the free food. And I really feel like that's what set me up for bad habits, because I was never like that before. Yeah, I've, I've been working in plenty of restaurants. Back yeah, and I know the temptation a fry here. A yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was working 40 hours a week. So of course, you know, my breakfast would be there, my lunch would be there. And then I'd grab something to go on the way home. 
it wasn't always necessarily bad, but you know, I'd get like a salad with extra grilled or crispy chicken or, you know, so it just, it all added up. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of a work day, you never make good decisions. <laughs> right. I was so exhausted. So it was just the easy way out. Yep. Yep. Um, so what were, other than like the work schedule, what were some other big struggles that kept coming up? Like what, what was the reason that it got to the point where you were like, all right, enough is enough. So, um, after I stopped working at McDonald's, I got pregnant and, um, I, I didn't gain too much during my pregnancies. I, I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and I only gained like, I think 16 pounds with one and 18 pounds with the other. But like, after that, I became a stay at home mom where I've been active my whole life. Like I said, I was in sports then I went straight into working all the time. I worked on farms, all that. So when I became a stay at home mom, it was like, well, I'm kind of bored. So let's eat. And, you know, again, the bad habits just kept adding up. And then, um, in 2018, I actually got really sick. I was having really bad, um, digestive issues and it was probably due to eating like crap. So I went from about 220 pounds to 144, which was my lowest ever, like with, within like five months, like I was in and out of the hospital because I like couldn't keep anything in. So it was really bad. And then, um, I, they thought I had celiac disease. So they, um, did all the testing for that and everything. And I had to go gluten-free for six months. And that was so hard. I was now that I know the value of a calorie, I was probably eating 700 calories a day because it was just, I, I didn't know how to read labels. I didn't know anything about what, you know, like protein, nothing. I knew nothing about any of that. So again, I just crash dieted basically. And then once I got the go ahead to um, eat gluten again, my weight, I went from 144 to over 200 pounds within, well, that was in 2018. So within two years or so I gained, you know, 60 to 70 pounds again. And then in January this year, um, my mental health was starting to go and I'm like, I'm not going on medication. I have to change habits and figure something out long-term that I could be healthy and, you know, whatever. So, um, I stepped on the scale and I was 191 pounds and I was like, this is the last day I will ever weigh that much. And, um, Believe it or not, I actually found a couple of videos on TikTok where people were saying, oh, all you have to do is eat in a calorie deficit. And I'd never heard that before because nobody ever talks about that. All they talk about is fat burners and waist trainers and going to the gym for 16 hours. And, you know, you never hear about the nitty gritty. So that's pretty much where this journey started. Yep. Yep. We all know that ugly side of TikTok. Yeah. Those stupid stim machines for the abs. Oh my gosh. Or the ones that you stand on and it shakes your legs. Oh, I thought that I, I don't people, get it. I thought that got left back in the seventies or the eighties. Like uh, yeah. that, that somehow made a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, so once you had this like established knowledge that like quantity matters, because I yeah. know there's a lot of debate when it comes to quantity versus quality and all, all that, like I've talked about it in other podcasts, talked about it on TikTok. What, now that you had that base of knowledge, what were your starting points? Like what were some habits or some things that you started doing that got the ball rolling and made it so that you could start your journey? 
So the first thing that I started off with um, was just drinking more water. So I got myself like one of those big, um, like I think it's called a hydro jug. It's like a half gallon. And I would drink at least one of those in a day. And just that alone made me feel so much better because I am one of those people that just pounds coffee all day and adding water into that. Cause then, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like crap cause all I've drank is coffee. And so just drinking more water really, I felt like I had more energy, um, you know, that I feel like that started it. And then I started tracking calories shortly after that and on the, the My Fitness Pal app. And, um, you know, I did all the calculations and whatever and found my deficit was around 1800 calories a day at that point. So. Yeah. I mean, 1800 is a good amount. That's way higher than most people would usually set it at like the yeah. 1200. See, I, uh, I, I, I just know how I felt when I was like in that gluten-free phase for health reasons. I literally didn't have enough energy to stand at the kitchen sink and do a load of dishes. I, I felt so shaky. I felt like crap. And I knew the only way I was going to be successful at this is if I didn't have to give up food that I really love. And that's one thing that I really push to people because I know so many people that have done keto and, you know, um, gone vegetarian or given up, you know, done low carb, all that stuff. Like I need my pizza. I love tacos. I love steak. I love all that food, the birthday cake, the cookies. Like, obviously that's not all I eat, but if I had to give all of that up, I would never be successful. And you know, my, my past journey with uh, gluten-free definitely set the pace for that. I knew that I couldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it on the head because <laughs> what happens when you deprive yourself of the foods that you absolutely love? Yeah, exactly. Just right to the binge. Yep. That's exactly what it was. It's like pretty much the day that my doctor called me and told me I don't have celiac disease. I was like, let's order pizza. And you know, I could pound half a pizza by myself. So <laughs> I'm so freaking jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I unfortunately have to be gluten-free, but I'm like the world's worst. Oh no. Oh my goodness, I, I didn't know that. I'm gluten sensitive. So I can oh. get away with it and be miserable and my girlfriend's not too happy about it, but yeah, I can deal with it. But yeah. going completely gluten-free is a skill. <laughs> like that is hard to do. It, it, like I would have like a yogurt for like the first half of the day and then I'd eat like, I don't even know, vegetables and shrimp or something for dinner and that's all I would eat. But yeah. I, but I know, I know now that there's different ways around it, you know, substitutes and all that, but just cutting it out with no information of how to, you know, not crash diet, you know, it, it was very difficult. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, people all the time, they go to a doctor or whatever health professional and they say, cut this out. And it's like the conversation ends there. Yeah, that that's basically what, it's, what my doctor said. I, and I, you know, I left there and I'm like, what am I going to do? Like everything I eat revolves around some kind of gluten. So, you know, it, it was really, really hard. Wouldn't recommend if you don't absolutely have to do it. <laughs> exactly. Because just going gluten free, even though you did lose weight, what, do you think it was because of the gluten or the food choices that came with not eating gluten? Um, I think it was the food choices. I really think it was just super low calorie. So it was just, like, like I said, I had no energy. I couldn't, you know, I mean, I'm used to going, you know, like with the last couple of years, like I can go for a four mile hike and still have 
gas in the tank where before I literally couldn't go get the mail without being like out of breath and you know like exhausted yeah. so but but um before like when I was having all those health issues I I don't think it was necessarily gluten I think it was just I don't know my body needed a reset apparently <laughs> it it can be tough when you're in that type of zone you don't really know what it is what's causing right it. yeah so when in doubt throw the kitchen sink at it see what happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, okay so we covered how you started now what do you think was the thing that helped you stay consistent other than the eating all your favorite foods which we know is so important is there anything else that like really helped you stick with it because a lot of people are really good at getting started but staying on the court staying on the course like keeping keeping themselves going is the hard part so what worked for you so I kind of joke about this and I I tell my husband sometimes that I have this toxic trait where when I start something I have to like go 130 percent into it yeah and it's like proven true for pretty much every part of my life like and uh this was no exception so i just knew um that i i wanted to get to at least 150 pounds and that i would continue forward until i got there and i um once i started seeing results it definitely helped because then it's like okay this is actually working like i'm actually losing weight or i'm fitting into clothes that i didn't fit into before so that i i tried setting little goals along the way um, and then, you know, like buying like a new sports bra or a new pair of leggings and, you know, maybe a size smaller, a size medium. And, you know, I'm going to fit into that within the next couple of months. I know it. And that would push me to be able to fit into that. And then um, just to say that I, you know, I could do it. Like I didn't give up on myself. You know, you just, I feel like if you really want it to work and to happen, your focus will just be there. But if you don't really want it, it's just not going to work. Yep. Yep. It's really a re reflection of priorities, right? It's not so yes. much like I got to make myself do it. It's like, if you have a gun to your head, you'll do anything. It's, is it a priority or not? Yeah, that's exactly it. And I mean, it was before I, I didn't join the gym until I had lo lost 30 pounds and I started this journey, um, January 28th. So it was, I live in New York. So, I mean, we had four or five feet of snow on the ground. It seemed like. And I would be out in my track with two flashlights walking my dogs, like doing laps around our, our track. So, you know, I just, you just, I just did it. Like it, it wasn't a, a choice. It, I had to do it. So you're saying you don't have to be perfect from the very start. <laughs> you don't have to do everything com completely correct. Do you? No, no, okay. you definitely don't have to. Okay. Okay. Just check. Just check. <laughs> I know a lot of people get tripped up because they want to do everything perfectly. Everything needs to be optimal. It doesn't. Yeah, no, I, and I, I definitely learned that, you know, there was a couple of times where like we have um, campfires a lot or friends over or vacations or birthday parties. And I, you know, like with the food, I'm very lenient on that too. Like I'm, I'm strict, but I'm, you know, I allow it to happen. So like when we went camping a couple of weeks ago, I didn't track a single thing and it was amazing. <laughs> and did you gain any weight? So the scale went up about three and a half pounds and within three days I was below that. So I know it was just water and all the beer and <laughs> whatever else I consumed. But so I know, and I, I had that in my mind the whole time that it's not fat, it's just water, it'll come off. And it did within 
within three or four days, I was already losing weight again. So. Yep. There you go. It's, it can be a, it can be a mind fuck the first time. The first oh, time. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I know personally, I struggle with that too, where it's like, you're so worried that one bad weekend, like that, you know, is coming like the anxiety, the buildup. Yeah. Yeah. And then th that time, then Friday of next week comes around and you're like, Oh, where'd all the weight go? Yeah, that's exactly it. And you know, like I, I don't know. I just, I, I, you have to prepare for that. And I, I feel like um, going into that knowledgeable, you know, knowing that that's going to happen, like knowing if you have more carbs or more sodium, like the weight will, or the scale will go up, but you just drink your water and get back on track. And I promise it will just come right back off. Like it's not fat. <laughs> yes. Amen. Say it a little. We'll <laughs> yeah. <hold it> back. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. So out of this whole thing, what would you say is like the highlight, the best moment of your entire journey? What was like that moment that you're like, oh man, that was awesome. Um, so I would, I would say going down in clothes sizes and having other people notice, you know, people that may not have even known that I was on like a weight loss or fitness journey, you know, saying like, wow, you look really good or you look happy or, you know, your skin's glowing or whatever, you know, those kinds of things are definitely um, a, a plus and something that I appreciate. So, That's but awful. I can't pinpoint one specific thing. Definitely when I got to 150 pounds, I definitely got tears in my eyes. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I, I did this. You did, you know, you like, <laughs> You earned it. Yeah. Yep. And when those people complimented you in that moment, did you think, oh, I look good? Or was it like they pointed out and you're like, oh, people can tell? Yeah. It was, yeah. It's just, you know, like I would wear shorts or, you know, like a crab top or something, something that, I, you know, would push me way out of my comfort zone. And, you know, people would be like, wow. Or like, you know, or I look at pictures of myself, like, for example, my brother um, is back from deployment. So I, we got pictures with him and um, he lives in Hawaii. So we don't see him very often. And you know, like I was looking at myself in the pictures with him and I'm like, I look like, I like the way I look right there. You know, and that, that to me was, you know, a huge thing because, you know, I'm usually the one that's like, you know, when we're on vacation, I'm running from the pictures or I'm like, everybody else get in, let's get a picture, but I'm not going to be in that. Yep. You know, that, that's how I was. And now I'm like, no, I want to be in this one. We can set up a tripod. And that's what we did on our last vacation. So we got, you know, all of us in there. It was great. That is great. That is awesome. Um, so would you say that if somebody was going to start a fitness journey of their own, would you take pr pictures in the beginning to refer back and see how you look compared to now? Yes, um, that is definitely another thing that I post about on TikTok sometimes because I only have I have like three, like, you know, like the basic front side and back pictures of me and then one video of me. And I so wish I had more because, but like, you can see my face in those before pictures. And I like, I just, I look like I want to like kill the world. Like I look disgusted, you know? And I was so, it took everything in me to not delete those. But now that I look back at those and I can see that expression on my face, that's also another huge thing is that, you know, now if you look, from then till now, you know, my whole journey is on my TikTok. So you can literally see the transformation and looking back at those, it's, it's like just incredible. You know, I never thought I was like, 
you know, I just thought I was wasting my time, you know, taking those, but now I'm like, take your pictures, take your pictures, take your measurements, just take all of that. You don't have to show anybody until you're ready or ever, if you don't want to, but just taking them, it's so important because, you know, and then on the days or the weeks when the scale didn't move, I could still see my body changing throughout that time. And it was like, all right, you know, I, you know, muscles are showing in different spots or, you know, my clothes are fitting differently. So it's just so good to refer back to those, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And for anybody listening, I will be linking Jillian's TikTok at the bottom because that whole page is gold. <laughs> that, <laughs> I admit, every time I watch the stuff that you put on there is incredible. And thank it, you. It definitely brightens up my day. I know it does for many others. And yeah. Just, and just to speak to the the progress pictures, me too, uh, like same boat here. Like I have pictures from five, six years ago when I was at my worst. And now I look back and I'm like, wow, come a long way. But those were from failed attempts. Like, oh, okay. Even when you like, so for anybody listening right now that has like, wants to do this and is scared of failing, it's you. So what if you fail? You keep going, you keep trying over and over. Right. And years later, you look back and you're like, Wow, I came a long way. You you should post your before pictures. Cool. <laughs> I'd be interested now. to see. <laughs> I, now that you're calling me out, I really I have to. <laughs> I mean, hey man, every if I have to put mine up there, you got to put yours up there. All right. <laughs> I gotta find them because I just got this new iPhone, and I don't know if it transfers. Oh, so excuses. <laughs> I'll have to do some digging. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> all right, and the final thing on the agenda, what are your future plans? What's next for Jillian Burke? Um, I guess now um, I didn't think I would ever be in this position, so I don't really know, but I would like to gain more muscle. That's probably my next goal. So, and just maintain and ride the wave. There we go. So, yeah. And me and Jillian haven't had our full conversation about how we're going to game plan for that yet. But just to give you a little sneak peek, it, when going into maintenance, you want to do it slowly. So that way your body has a chance to adapt. Now, when people drop down into a caloric deficit, a lot of times their fat cells are shrunken. They're not get, like the fat cells are not going away. And if you've been heavy in the past, there's more fat cells as you get heavier and heavier and heavier. So when you lose a ton of weight, they want to grow right back. So in order to not do that, you do it very, very slow. Make sure that all that weight that's going into your body is glycogen and water, which is the good stuff. That's what our muscles are made out of. And then doing that slowly over time allows you to put on or not even put on to fill up your muscles to let your body move water around where it wants to, because a lot of times in a maintenance transition phase, like into a maintenance phase, that shifting of water around can add a lot of weight. And then it fluctuates and kind of levels out. Kind of like you were talking about where you go out for the weekend, do something fun like camping, and then you gain that weight. Yeah. Concept, it's going to level out, come right back down. Yeah. So it's a very, very delicate way to do it. And it's very important that you have somebody in your corner to like make, let you know it's okay. <laughs> because yeah, I know it, that's going to be happening because it's going to terrify me. <laughs> yep. 
because basically what we're going to be doing is adding like 100 or 200 calories a day, waiting a yeah. week, seeing what happens. If the weight stays the same or in that beginning phase, if it's like a pound or less, maybe even two pounds or less, we'll be okay with. And we're going to keep pushing that as far as we can. And that's what's considered like a reverse diet. So maintenance is yeah. like a range. And that reverse diet is going to take that range and bring you into it and even potentially push it a little further so your body can handle more calories than when you started. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just just getting yeah, just getting out of the mindset of being in a deficit, you know, like I've I've drilled it all into my head now and now getting out of it, it's like, do I am I ready for that? You know, like it was so easy coming into this, but now I'm going out and it's like, now I have to change gears again. And it's really scary. Yep. Yep. A lot of people don't get to like know about this part because a lot of people have trouble reaching their goals in the first place, but this is like started right. territory. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But and I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to share that part of the journey too, because I feel like, you know, even when I started this journey, I never, I never heard the term maintenance, you know, like it's always just calorie deficit or bulking. Like you don't ever hear about maintenance or what that means. So I'm definitely excited to learn and, you know, teach my followers or show them what I'm doing along the way. So. Absolutely. You can educate them on everything we talk about. And then <laughs> yeah. when we're out of maintenance, we could talk about the lean muscle gain phase. That's the fun part. Yeah. I, I'm excited for that. Yeah. But we're not going to, um, get too ahead of ourselves here <laughs> yeah yep. so i think that's pretty much every question i have for you so thank you jillian for joining us on the podcast today you kicked some ass considering that you've never <laughs> you you've been on one podcast before this yeah well, yep. you, you handled it like a true pro well, I listen to podcasts all day long while I'm working, so I, I kind of know how they flow, but, you know, being on one is completely different, so. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, before yeah. We, before we wrap, would you like to tell anybody about your TikTok or your personal business that you got going on? Um, I can talk a little bit about my TikTok. So yeah. when I first started it, um, it was kind of just like... For accountability because I was like um I had like no followers I'm like this is a place where I can just go and post my workouts you know and I, they were all in um time lapse with my phone so I'm like it looks like I'm jogging a mile a minute you know it's hilarious um and then you know then I started showing more of the journey and people were like wait how are you doing this or asking the questions what am I doing what am I you know what are my workouts all that and it's kind of just blown up. So I, that was one thing I never expected. And now after like four or five months, I've, I'm almost at 16,000 followers. So that's, I just, and now I feel like I have a whole audience behind me that is either cheering me on or waiting for me to fail. I don't know, but either way, you know, I'll take it. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, TikTok was never, like I literally joined it as a joke, you know, I was like one of those people. And then I like got to the fitness side and I'm like, whoa, maybe I could do this. So yeah. that I, I feel like that's really changed my life basically, you know, and I know it sounds really weird to say, but like it really has. And it's, you know, I, now I feel like I'm being held accountable by so many people. So, you know, it's, it's exciting. That's awesome. 
I know I keep saying that's awesome, but this whole, this whole, no, I, I, I couldn't be happier for you and how, how you're doing incredible and cannot wait to keep this train going, keep it rolling. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful for you. Cause I definitely owe a lot to you as well, because you know, you saw my video that first day I, I was literally in the parking lot at the gym and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so scared. You know, I don't, what is it going to look like in there? I had no idea what I was doing. And you were like, Hey, I can help you. And like the rest is history. And now I feel like now I'm a regular at the gym. I go six days a week now. It's just, you know, it's so crazy, but you know, I owe a lot of my success to you because I wouldn't know what the hell to do in the gym if it wasn't for you. I appreciate that so much. And it really does does mean a lot. And I know you might not know this, but my experience working with you actually made me switch my whole marketing up because I want to work with more Jillians. I want to work with, <laughs> I want to work with like those people that don't feel comfortable in the gym. They're like figuring it out, but they don't have a lot of confidence just yet. Yeah. And get them to the point that you're at where it's like, you feel so accomplished. You feel so happy with the results and you're looking onto the, to the future look like happy and excited. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm definitely one of those shy people. Like I, you know, I don't, if, it, if there's a crowd, I'm going the other way. So going into a gym, even just working out in front of other people or wearing, you know, just a sports bra in front of other people, it's really intimidating. And, you know, I feel like that's where a lot of people struggle. I know so many people who have a gym membership, but they don't go because they're like, one, they don't know what to do. And two, they're like, everybody's staring at me. And I'm like, I thought that too, but I promise that's really not how it is. Like it just put your music louder and focus on what you're doing and like just zone out, you know, it, you know, so I try and explain that or give tips for that kind of thing. And I don't know, I hope I'm helping someone out there, but I just know how terrified I was in the beginning. So I, I think you're helping a lot. <laughs> out there. Yeah. So keep at it. You're doing incredible. And thank you thank again you. so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Just another way to push me out of my comfort zone here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a great rest of your day, Jillian. For everybody listening, have an awesome start to your week. Go kick some ass, and I'll see you next time. All right. Bye. See you later. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope you learned a thing or two. Just a quick reminder, if you're still interested in that 60-day drop a dress size challenge, go ahead, click that link in the show notes, sign up now.